0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next, the shelter of God's promises.
1: You might ask, how can breast cancer, how can a sick child or any other tragedy possibly work together for good? This is a mystery that is worth you and I wrestling with. Because once we grasp the radical truth contained in this promise, it will change. It will change us. It will change how we view every moment of our lives. Hello, I'm Sheila Walsh, and I want to welcome you to Wednesdays in the Word. I just wanted to take a minute before we get started with today's show, just to, to thank you for those of you who write letters of encouragement. Um, one lady wrote to me last week that she's a long distance truck driver and she has been able to listen to some of the CDs we've made available. And, but I think one of the letters that has touched me most was I got a letter last week from a gentleman who said, I was flipping through channels and I stopped on the show. And he said, I was actually in the middle of writing a suicide letter. I was saying goodbye to my wife and my family because I felt like God was so far away. And, and I stopped and I listened and God spoke to me and I tore the letter up. I just want you to know, no matter what we're covering on any of our programs, we're here for you. If you need prayer, if you need someone just to agree with you, please know we're happy to do that. And, and I'm grateful for the words of encouragement that you send. What we're gonna do for the next two or three shows is we're gonna look at the promises of God. I don't know if you realize, but there are over 3,000, yeah, over 3,000 promises in God's words. And we're going to unpack some of them and look at how they actually apply to our lives right now, no matter what we might be facing in life. Well, today I want to look at one of the most quoted promises in all of Scripture, Romans 8, verse 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to to his purpose. You know, we say it with great confidence. You might even have it on a t-shirt or a mug, but do you ever find yourself in a place where you think, Lord, how could this, how could this possibly work out for good? How could any good come out of the pain that I'm in right now? So that's what we're gonna look at today. Let me tell you a little story first. When Barry and I lived in Nashville in the late 90s, I was a frequent shopper, so to speak, at the Humane Society. I would stop by a couple times a week and donate supplies and play with the pets and check on which ones had been adopted since my last visit. Well, every now and then I would find an animal that was particularly challenged. Maybe it was malnourished or the coat was in a bad way and I would take those home for a little while and nurse it until it became more adoptable. Well, there was one cat, his name was Max, that really drew my attention. One cold night, Max had crawled under the hood of a car and onto the still warm engine. But when the owner of the car started up the engine the next morning, he heard this loud, horrible cry as Max's back received a terrible wound, probably about six inches long. Well, the owner of the car was kind enough to bring Max to the shelter and the vet, you know, he did what he could. But Max was a sorry sight. He had no fur at all left on his back. And the fur he did have on the rest of his body had been cut very short to remove the oil that was matted there. And it was now kind of growing back at bizarre Mm -hmm. angles. They actually told me, Max will never get adopted. So I took Max home that day. He was one of the sweetest animals I've ever had the joy of loving. It almost seemed to me that his devotion came from someone seeing beyond his wounds to the wonderful heart. Max couldn't hide behind a nice shiny coat of fur. You had to be able to see him as he really was inside and love him. I sometimes think if Max hadn't had that terrible accident, we'd never have had the privilege of welcoming him into our home and he may have remained astray for the rest of his life. The truth is, it was his very wounds. Those were the things that brought him to us. Seems to me, don't you think that's often how God reaches us? When we feel at our very lowest, most unlovable, that's when he's able to bring us hope and purpose. Perhaps the truth is more that at our very lowest, at your most broken moments, we understand our need for him much more deeply. I'll never forget a couple that I interviewed several years ago now. On the surface, they just looked like a typical Christian family, husband, wife, with two small children. And the dad was very involved in the leadership of the church, he was actually an elder. But he also had another secret life and a relationship with a man. His wife had no idea about this part of her husband's life until she was the one that got very sick. At first, they diagnosed her with a very bad case of the flu, perhaps pneumonia, and she was taken into hospital to try and regulate her fever and fluids. But while she was there, her husband learned from his doctor that he was now HIV positive. In utter despair, he realised that not only did he have this disease, but he actually passed it on to his wife. His doctor made it clear to him That he had to go and tell her. So this is what he did. He bought a gun and he drove to the hospital with the intention of telling his wife, facing her disgust, and then finding a quiet place to kill himself. But God, God had other plans. As this husband sat by his wife's bed with tears pouring down his face, couldn't make eye contact, He told her his story, the part of his life he'd hidden from her for so long. And then he waited. He waited for her words to cut his soul to ribbons. But instead, she reached across the hospital bed and she took his hand and he looked up and he saw there were tears pouring down her cheeks. And she said to him, do you realize This is the first time in our marriage when I feel there is no distance between us, just truth. It's very humbling listening to this couple share a story of such severe mercy and redemption. They were both HIV positive and yet God, in the way only God can, had used the husband's terrible secret to be able to join this couple together, not only as a couple in a way they'd never known before, but to bring them closer to God. In that desperate place, they were surprised by the grace of God at the worst possible moments of their lives. Yeah, only God can do that. The tremendous promise that all things work together for good to those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose, is found in one of my favorite chapters in the whole New Testament, Romans chapter 8. I love it. It begins with no condemnation and it ends with no separation. Paul explained that because of what Christ has done for us, we stand righteous in the sight of God and also because of God's great love for us, Nothing in heaven or earth or below the earth can ever come between us. Paul wrote this epistle to the Romans as they were struggling with probably the same issues that you and I do today. Like the early church, we try to get it right on our own. And the truth is, none of us can. That's legalism, where you just try to get it all right. It relies on our ability to earn God's grace but grace is unmerited favor. So Paul told these early Christians and us that though the law surely would condemn us, but because of the finished work of Christ, there is now no condemnation to those who place their trust in him. Paul reassures us that because we've been made righteous in Christ, God frees us from the continual struggle to get it right. Even when things happen that we don't understand, God is in control. I love how A.W. Tozer puts it. He writes this, to the child of God, there is no accident. He travels an appointed way. Wow. Think about that. Think about your life through that window. No accident. But let me ask you, how does that sit with you? That might be difficult to come to terms with in moments when it feels as if God's forgotten you, when life feels cruel or out of control. You might ask, how can breast cancer, how can a sick child or any other tragedy possibly work together for good? This is a mystery that is worth you and I wrestling with. Because once we grasp the radical truth contained in this promise, it will change. It'll change us. It will change how we view every moment of our lives. Now remember this, Paul doesn't say everything is good or that everything feels good. He simply reminds us that because God is good, he will bring good from the hardest places in life. And if we're able to embrace and receive this truth, it will not only transform how we embrace the circumstances we find ourselves in, but ultimately the whole purpose of our lives, which is to become more like Jesus. In Romans 8:29, Paul goes on to say, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the first among many brothers and sisters. So that is our calling, to be conformed, to be made like Christ. I don't pretend to understand everything that you've been through, but I do know this. I know you were loved and cared for by a master refiner who never takes his eyes off you. I was reminded of that the other day. I was reading through um, a book by Robert Manning and he's talking about um, Amy Carmichael's life as a missionary. His book's called The Promise. But she was a missionary in India and she took her children to see a goldsmith. They were actually watching him refine gold. He was sitting by a charcoal fire and he had a small crucible made from roofing tiles. Well, into that crucible, he placed a gold nugget surrounded by salt and tamarind fruit and, a, and burned brick dust. And every now and again, he would take that out, he would let it cool a little bit, and he'd rub the gold between his fingers. Then he'd place it back in the flame and blow the fire hotter than ever before. Well, after watching this process for a while, Amy Carmichael finally asked him, how do you know? How do you know when the gold is purified? Well, the refiner answered, when I can see my face in it, it's pure. I know there are many things in life that happen that don't feel as if they're working together for good at all. Maybe even now you're in a place where you're so hurting and you want to believe this, you want to hold on, but you're just exhausted and you find it hard to pray. Well, to those moments, I want to remind you of another wonderful truth that actually just comes a couple of verses before our promise today. Let me read it to you. to say, if you haven't read Romans 8 in a while, it's, it's amazing. Here's what it says. This is Romans 8:26. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit Spirit prays for us with groanings that can't be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And that leads on to And we know that God causes everything to work together for good to those who loved him and are called according to his purpose. We live in a fallen, broken world, but I want you to know, do you know that you have a prayer partner in heaven in the midst of your brokenness? You might find yourself in a place right now where you just, you can't even find the words to pray I want to remind you, if you have a Bible, maybe go grab it later and underline these words, that when you can't pray, the Holy Spirit intercedes for you. It's such a glorious gift to think that there's never a moment in life when you're not prayed for. You know, I remember my mom telling me a story It was not long after my father's death, and some of you who know some of my story know that my father eventually took his own life when he was just 34 years old. It was a very, very difficult time in our family. My father had become quite violent before he died. And there was one night when my brother, my sister and I, we were all fast asleep, and my mum was in bed, but she couldn't sleep. And she said it felt as if the very air in the room got chilly and cold. And she felt this whisper, this evil whisper, there is nobody on this earth who is praying for you right now. And in that moment, she was reminded of a great truth that even when she couldn't pray for herself, the Holy Spirit was interceding at the throne of grace and mercy. I want you to know that too. One of the greatest lies of the enemy is that we're all alone. You are never alone. God never takes his eyes off you. When I study a promise, here's the difference. Maybe even the word promise doesn't mean that much to you anymore. You know, it's got so devalued in our our culture. You know, you'll watch a commercial and it's, here's this new face cream. You look 20 years younger in 30 days. Don't bother. I bought the cream. It didn't work. So sometimes the word promise, you know, we, we transfer the kind of promises that we make or have been made to us and we place them unto God, but God is not man that he should lie. And every single promise in the word of God is fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. That's what scripture says. In Christ, every promise of God is yes. So let me just ask you, what is it you're dealing with right now in your life? And maybe you're tempted to think, I think the Lord has left me. I think I'm all on my own. I want you to remember that God has promised that no matter what it is, He will bring you through. And the interesting thing is God wastes nothing. God redeems our tears. He redeems our pain. Maybe you're walking through something right now and you're thinking, Lord, I can't see where any good will come of this. But I want you to remember that further down the road, you may be the very one that can turn to somebody else and say, you know what? I've been there and God is faithful. I think it's one of the things people sometimes say to me, Sheila, why do you tell people how old you are? And I say, because A, I earned every single one of these years, I turned 60. But part of it is the glorious truth that God has a track record with me. You know, I gave my life to Christ when I was 11. That's a lot of walking and a lot of falling down and a lot of being picked up again by God who loves us. So I just wanna encourage you as your older sister, if you're younger watching this, or as your sister, if you're just sitting here um, thinking, yeah, you and I are at the same stage in life. I want you to remember that maybe lots of promises have been made to you in life and they've not come true. I just want you to remember there is one who will never, ever, ever fail you. So do you know what I've learned? In the midst of struggle, one of the greatest gifts that we can give to God is our worship. It's easy to worship when the dawn is breaking, but it's a beautiful gift to worship when there's not even the sight of sunlight on the horizon. Let's do that. And once God has transformed our lives, then we're able to reach out with his light. Some people who are living in darkness right now. Watch this. I've seen pictures of the kind of streets, you know, where there's the red light district, and they make it look like it's very glamorous until you actually stop outside one of these places, until you actually look into the eyes of some of these girls who are very made up, but underneath all that makeup, they're just little girls, some of them. They're not called daughter, they're not called sister. They're called like number 15 or number 17. And even further back, You see these little cubicles, but interestingly enough, the locks are not on the inside. The locks are on the outside. And at some point you say, where does this begin? But in so many of these villages, there's abject poverty. And suddenly, one day, a guy shows up, and he's got candy that these kids have never seen before. And he says to them, you know what? There's a better life. And these children can so easily be trapped. And before they realize it, they're gone and their families never see them again. And that's where our ministry comes in. Perhaps the most important day in the lives of these children is the day when they're told, there are some people out there who want to harm you, but God is watching over you. You use your words, you stay together, you run, you cry out, and to watch them prepare these children not to become statistics was amazing. The one thing that was clear to me was, I can't unsee what I've seen. I can't unhear the things I've heard. We cannot leave things the way they are. Part of it is, you know, reaching the villages, rescuing those who are already captured, restore the souls. We're literally changing the world, one child at a time. You know, to my understanding, the whole point of being a child of God, of being the church, is that we are the hands and feet of Christ, not just in our home, not just in our town, but because of the way things are now, we have access to the world. And now that we know what's going on in certain parts of the world, we can do something. That trip that I took to Southeast Asia was honestly the most devastating thing I've ever done in my life. I felt such helplessness and hopelessness the first two nights, just walking through those areas where girls are just lined up. And one of our camera guys had been there before, said, Sheila, if you want to see the whole picture, you need to go further in. And so actually walking into these clubs and then going beyond the first door to the second door, heartbreaking, young girls made up to look as if they're mature adults, but they're children. And if you look behind the pretty eye makeup, there's no sparkle there. There's just a deadness. But what I discovered is that One of the things I love about life today, and if you're new to us, I want you to know this, we very carefully pick the partners that we work with in areas. Our heart is, Lord, what are you doing? We don't want to just go into a place and set up our own thing. We want to cast our eyes around the world and say, God, where are you moving? And how can we get behind these people? How can we support them? And that's what we've discovered in Southeast Asia, these amazing partners who have got it down to the most beautiful operation of reach. They'll go into villages and say to children, listen, here's what you need to know. Here's what you need to be aware of. And if somebody comes to you, here's what you need to do. Use your voice, use your legs, run, but then rescue. They will go into these literal hell holes and rescue these children. But then there's a restore part which was just the most amazing thing, to see the power of Christ in action through human hands, and you have made it possible. The House of Destiny there in Southeast Asia is amazing, where these young people are learning. You have value, you have worth. But when I left, my parting shot to our people was, you know what, I'm coming back, I'm coming back, because there's so much more we can do. Our goal this year is to rescue 5,000 children, and the great news is, it's so doable. We have some amazing partners who've said, listen, for every gift that someone puts up, we'll double it. It takes usually $128 to rescue one child. If you can only afford 64, one of our partners will double it. So you'll have rescued a child. $128, you'll rescue two children. 1280, you'll actually rescue not 10, but 20 children. I have seen with my own eyes what happens when you rescue these children, bring them to a place where they can be restored and taught about the love of God, but we can only do it if you'll help us. Would you go to your phone? Would you call now? And let's do that in Jesus' name.
0: Innocent children and young people longing to be loved and cared for are being abducted and sold at the hands of violent predators their spirit and bodies broken under horrific emotional and physical abuse. Through Mission Rescue Life, you can reach out to save children vulnerable to sex traffickers. You can help rescue those already enslaved. And you can help restore their lives and give them a future. And now a generous opportunity of a $200,000 matching gift means your gift of $128 to help rescue a child will be matched to help two children. Your $64 gift will be matched to help rescue one child from the horrors of human trafficking. And a $32 rescue gift will be doubled to $64. With your gift, we'll send you James Robinson's new book, Living Amazed, How Divine Encounters Can Change Your Life. As you read these inspiring stories, you'll learn how to live amazed in the presence of God 24 hours a day. With your gift of $100 or more, you'll receive James' new book along with the companion Amazed Journal so you can record accounts in your own life where you are amazed at God's goodness. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,280 which will now help rescue 20 children and you may request our beautiful new Determined Eagle bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or make your secure gift online today. These children are absolutely beautiful. They are filled with families that love them. Now, they're poor, and just because they're poor, it puts them at terrible risk for being taken, for being kidnapped, for being trafficked and forced into labor or sex trafficking. And if they get taken, nobody's gonna know where to find them, and people can't go after them and look for them. We don't wanna see that happen. Friends for Life is building a network with partners around the world so that children in these kind of conditions don't get trafficked, don't get taken away from their families. Won't you partner with us? I want you to pray and ask God what He would have you do. I want you to pick up your phone, I want you to go online, and I want you to be part of the Friends for Life to partner for rescue.
1: Thank you so much. It makes the world of difference. And I'm teaching today from my book, The Shelter of God's Promises, and I'd love to send that to you for any gift. Also, James's new book, Living Amazed. In this book, you'll learn how God will take any of us, and if he opens our eyes and our ears, we can change the world. This is one of the ways we're doing it. This really matters. These children there, There's somebody's little son and daughter who suddenly disappeared. We can reach them, we can rescue them, we can restore them to a relationship with their father and place them back in their homes with their mom and dad. Thank you for all you do. Remember, we're always here for you. God bless you. Please join us next time on Wednesdays in the Word. understand where they've been. And I won't let anybody beat down somebody that's living a homosexual life because we don't have any right to
0: do that. Tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.